Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, when this first aired, we got Hadia's last name wrong. Her last name is Dashe. That's our bad. But it's fixed now. On with the show. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey, y'all, what's up with it? It's Pendarvis Harshaw. I'm the host of Right Now-ish, and it is hot as hell. Look, man, I'm uh, currently sitting in a silk suit trying not to sweat. Or, um, honestly, I'm sitting here in some hoop shorts in my closet recording this podcast. But I'm ready to get out into the sunshine and enjoy this thing we call summertime. And I plan on doing so responsibly. I know COVID cases are still on the rise, so I'll be mindful to practice proper precautions. At the same time, after being relegated to the crib since shelter in place started four score and seven years ago, I know I'm not the only one ready to get some fresh air. That said, I wanted to talk about skincare. I know it seems kind of random, but it all ties in follow me. See, we don't talk about skincare enough. Like, I haven't mentioned it one time on this show. And skin is the human body's first line of defense. So today, we're talking to skincare expert, the fairy glow mother herself, Hadia Dashe. Hey, everyone. I hope you guys are okay out there. But before we get to fully understand Hadia's push to get people to care about their skin, you gotta understand where she's from. East Palo Alto, California, aka EPA. It was an unincorporated area until 1983. Some folks still refer to it as Nairobi, California, because after World War II, African-Americans made up 61% of the total population. Which is the wildest story if you're familiar with East Palo Alto. Now, Hadia, a vibrant fashionista who values pop culture and community alike, says that the city's current shift to being synonymous with Silicon Valley is mind-boggling. As of last year, the African-American population of EPA dropped below 12%. Really, like, I was able to have my whole entire circle for the majority of my life growing up was just all people of color. We mourned Aaliyah and Selena equally, you know, but by the time I'm coming around, like, the demographics of the city were changing. Hadia's unique worldview, one that she developed in the shadow of Silicon Valley, is something that she carries with her into her work as an esthetician. And we'll jump into that discussion about how skincare is deeper than just moisturizing your epidermis in a hot second. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. I've known you to wear multiple hats, different head wraps, all type of different wigs. <laughs> different like, head wraps, yes. <laughs> can you kind of just share with us some of the jobs that you've had in leading up to what you're doing now? I have a black mom and I had to start working early. At 12, she made me work with her friend at a daycare. Post degree, I ended up doing like growth marketing, email marketing, all the buzzy tech marketing stuff. You even worked for a a nut company at one point, right? I did. (laughs) I did work for a nut company at one point. So how do you take this background in writing and marketing and pivot to being an esthetician, which is hard for me to say. Honestly, it's hard for a lot of Black people to say. I hate to admit it, but we struggle with that word. I honestly don't have a solid answer. Like, I was a tomboy for the majority of my life. So I think what really happened is that I was working in tech. I was always the only woman on the team or the only woman in the company. And I just got really bored. I had actually had a job in 2012 or 2013 working for a beauty subscription startup. And I was just like consulting with them, but I got some insight at their numbers. And so I was able to see like how much they were paying influencers. And especially at this time, overwhelming majority of them had no credentials, no licensing, nothing. They just simply talked about the products that they were using. And I was just like, shit, like this, how much you, like you, they making this like, and they don't even have, man, like if I got licensed, I could really be making money. Yeah. Now you are the hands to do the work, right? I Yes. I am the business, the brand, the marketer, the customer service person, the janitor, like I'm doing mad jobs. The janitor. <laughs> <laughs> The business is now in Oakland, but like nobody's seen it (laughs) because we're in a pandemic. So I have virtual consultations happening right now in my business. I'm looking at their skin and then I will give them a customized skincare routine. That's kind of like what's keeping this business afloat (laughs) right now. So in hearing you talk about your experiences growing up in EPA and kind of the mindset that your family instilled in you, I was wondering, how does that relate to the work that you're doing now? I've kind of always been encouraged to speak up for my people. And, you know, as I've mentioned, when I was growing up in East Palo Alto, my people wasn't just Black people. It's also Latino and Polynesian people. And the beauty industry doesn't really recognize us at all. And so I've just found it to be a unique opportunity to represent for my people, show up for us, and also allow us to be seen. I think if I can share even a simple before and after smiling client face, like that is a very, very tiny part in changing 
how people see us and even more particularly how they see our beauty. Why should we even care about skincare? The skin is the body's first line of defense. So everything that you put on it acts as a way of armor, protecting the skin so that harmful things aren't getting into your body through your skin. Your skincare routine isn't anything more than just like practicing good hygiene and just keeping yourself protected. I got questions, right? Talk about base level skincare stuff, right? I wonder, is it really that important to have two different loofahs, one for my body and one for my face? Oh, my God, yes. You going to wash your face with the same thing you wash your ass with? I mean, there's soap on it. Like, what? No. I mean, I start at the top and work down. No? (laughs) No. Also, most of the, like, loofahs we would use on our body are a little bit more abrasive. The skin on our face, it's stretched a little thinner. We don't have as much tissue to support the skin We can't be as abrasive on the face as we would with the rest of the body. Your fingertips actually work amazing. So you can just use your hands um, and cleanse and pat dry. But yes, I would hope that anyone out there listening is not using the same thing they use on their body (laughs) for their face. I feel so barbaric. (laughs) I was told that I could put toothpaste on my pimples. You don't want to put toothpaste on your pimples. It's not doing much of anything. Um, I think a lot of people like it for the cooling sensation, but you would be much better off applying a pimple patch or you can use a more specialized spot treatment, something with benzoyl peroxide, maybe like a 5% benzoyl peroxide or like a 2% salicylic acid. Those would work great with getting rid of your pimples. Sulfur also works amazing. Straight sulfur? Yes, sulfur, it stinks, but it works. It horribly stinks. Yeah, (laughs) it works. It works really good, but definitely not toothpaste. Okay, noted, noted. I haven't had a pimple in a while, so that was just like... I was just about to say, you have have pretty decent skin, so I'm pretty sure you're fine. Thanks. I'm sure you can't tell from this closet lighting. (laughs) I have old man hands, right? Like really wrinkly. I don't know if you can see them in the thing. And like my hands have become essentially cinder blocks because I'm washing them so often. Yes. Do you have any suggestions on how to, like, not make my hands so ashy? Yes. My grandmother would have us, when we got out of the bath, she would slather them hands in some corn huskers lotion. Some what lotion? Corn huskers lotion. The bottle looks old as hell today. Like, it still looks like the bottle from, like, 1940 or whatever. And then Vaseline, it's every Black grandmother's favorite, And then she would put like these little white Usher gloves on us. (laughs) And we would have to put on like some thick socks and then we go to bed. But when you wake up, your hands be like smooth and you don't be ashy at all. As we move towards summertime, people are starting to come out of their caves. Do you have any advice for skincare for people who just haven't been outside in a while? Wear sunscreen, reapplying every two hours is important. And the best way to reapply is with a sunscreen mist or a spray. And I do have some tips for at-home waxing or sugaring that I've posted on my Instagram. If you can avoid waxing yourself, then yes. But if you if you can't, I have some tips for you as well. So uh, I'm like shaking my head over here as you talk about it. I, um, <laughs> I was driving. I passed up like a strip mall the other day, and there was some promotion for... Um, a manzillion. Yes. 
Manzillions are a thing? Yes, it is. At my spot, it's called a Brazilian. But yes, same thing. You should give it a try. I encourage all of the fellas. Just, you know, be free. Go get your Brazilian. <laughs> Gracias, Asante. Thank you. Good looking out. To my friend and esthetician, Hadia, founder and owner of the Fairy Glow Mother. You can follow her work on Instagram at Fairy Glow Mother. That's Mother, like M U V A. That's where she does more visual tutorials. And then on Twitter, she's at Fairy Glow Mother, spelled in the traditional way, you know, the Queen's English. She's also working on a book and continuing to co host her podcast, Mm hmm Girl. Be sure to check that out. While I have you here in your skin with your ears, I'm going to ask you to do two things. One, drink some water. Two, subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a stranger. We'd love to continue to spread the word about arts and culture happening in the Bay Area right now, and we can't do it without your support. Speaking of support, gotta give my thanks to the home team. They're the ones who make the dream come true. That's my producer, Ashley Ann Krigbaum, my editor, Jessica Plachik, and the managing team at KQED, Erica Aguilar, Holly Kernan, and David Marcus. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. I'll see y'all outside. Peace. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.